Good, because I already hit record. Okay, me too. Excellent. So what's new with you, Rob? I just got back from the store. When you texted me on uh when you texted me, I was on my way to the store. And guess what I found there? What'd you find? Toilet paper. Oh yeah, that's back in stock. Yeah. I didn't I didn't this is the first time I've seen it really in a while so i snatched up a six pack of charmin got name brand even none of this super value brand nonsense wow you're bougie yeah living it up this is the first time i bought toilet paper since all of this started like i i started off with like nine rolls like two months ago or something and i'm finally on my last one i put the last roll on the on the thing today i was like okay all right, it's time to get serious. Time to buckle down. <laughs> Had you been rationing it? No. No. Just nine but, rolls lasts you, know, you two months. Yeah, pretty much. They were the they're like it was the I don't know what brand it was, but they're like double rolls or something. Oh. So you you know what I'm talking about. It's like nine rolls equals sixteen or something like that. Yeah. Well, plus you're still going to work and using their toilet paper. Well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't make brown at work. I I go home to make brown. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just better that way. See, Scott (laughs) McNulty, um, he doesn't go through toilet paper at all because he makes brown at work. And so... (laughs) (laughs) Scott, like a lot of people, um, was like, "Holy shit! I'm going through so much more toilet paper because now I'm I'm at home. I'm oh, because he's actually at home, right? Yeah, 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 because I think in real, like, he honestly goes through like a roll of toilet paper a month normally. Um, Yeah, because he Uh just I could see that. Yeah, so yeah, it's just for Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, he lets himself into the office to make brown on Saturday and Sundays, too. Ah, oh, Jesus. I used to, um, when I was, like, a teenager and my brother had moved out, but I had a key to his place. If I was ever on his side of town and felt a rumbling, I would let myself in to poop in his bathroom. I don't know why. I just was like, I'm going to show him. Like. <laughs> <Wait. laughs> And I, I I feel like he never even noticed. Like it was only in my own head. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna teach him a lesson. Give me a key to your house. <laughs> we'll streak up your bowl. Yeah. Show you. Yeah. But now we don't talk, so I don't have to worry about teaching him a lesson. Um Yeah. Yeah. Well it sounds like you are teaching sounds like you are teaching him a lesson. That's true. I my I talked to my dad recently. Um, cause my dad doesn't live out here. He lives in Detroit and we were talking on the phone and he's like, well, I, I sure do wish you and your brother would make up. I don't like that. You don't talk. And I said, well, you know, dad, he's not very nice to me. I was like, he doesn't think very highly of me and he's not very nice to me. So, um, I think I'm just done being treated like shit. And my dad was like, I reckon that's true. <laughs> 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 well, 
that wasn't that wasn't too hard to uh yeah convince him my dad is a man of few words and i <clears throat> i really uh respect it obviously i didn't inherit that i am a woman of too many nope. words but uh <laughs> i i do really enjoy um his his viewpoint on things like after the trump election he called me and he's like how about that election a lot of people are happy a lot of people ain't and that was it (laughs) i don't know his wow i don't know his political views i don't know if he votes i don't know his feelings on anything he's just a lot of people are happy and a lot of people ain't and if that ain't the truth i don't know what is yeah, he pretty much summed it all up right there. Very succinct, very yeah. very Roy Rogers ish. He he reminds me of uh, of a, a Roy Rogers type. He definitely is. My dad's very much a cowboy. I mean, he has that voice, <laughs> and he lives in Detroit, so it's it's weird. Yeah, that is kind of strange, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's uh. well, I think Patton Oswalt had had a bit like twenty years ago about the universal redneck accent. Um, that's true. That is true because no matter where you go, there are people with that country twang. It's like, dude, this is Western Washington state. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but we're inland 30 miles. <laughs> yeah. It's just hill people talk. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what else is going on, Rob? Well, shoot. I mean, the birds, the, the crows are all like. I think they've finished building their nests now, um, but you don't see them out as often anymore. Like, I went almost all day today and only gave out like three peanuts or something like that. Oh, whoa. Which is unheard of. Yeah, that would not that would not be the case, you know, if it was three months, you know, earlier. But, so I'm excited to see the new batch of babies. Oh. And I don't, I don't think Knuckles is nesting because I saw her out. Charlie and I do our our picnics during the day when she's over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll make up a couple of sandwiches, go out in the park and look for Knuckles, basically. Sit down and, like, have lunch with her. And uh, she's she's been around, you know, like every time we've gone and looked for her, she's been around. So uh, that tells me that she's not sitting on a clutch of eggs basically unless she's neglecting them oh no i i don't think there are any eggs to neglect otherwise she'd be sitting plopping on there right yeah well i don't know what type of mom she is (laughs) apparently yeah and if she you know if she keeps neglecting her eggs she she won't ever be a mom yeah well unless she's making her blonde need boyfriend do it what a cuck yeah and i know (laughs) He was out there. He was out there on Sunday when we had our picnic, and uh, yeah, he was out there collecting peanuts right alongside pe- uh, Knuckles. And then they both had to fly off. There was some predator nearby or something. There's been a lot of ravens. Um, not a lot of ravens. I think it's the same three, but mm-hmm. um, every once in a while I'll hear like this cacophony of crows near some treetop, and look up and I just see like four or five crows just all taking turns dive bombing at this tree. And then, and then you'll hear this from the tree and it's like obviously a raven. Yeah. So I think what the ravens are doing 
is just kind of going around systematically destroying crow's nests. What? I think they did that. Yeah, I think that's what they did to Buddy's. I, I put up a video. I think you saw it maybe on Twitter a while back. And I think we discussed it on the last pup date. Maybe. The last time we talked about it. We talked about ravens before, right? Yeah, how they're showing up now and they've never been there before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> like, the first time, like, when I took that video in the big sequoia tree near my place, um, not pictured in the video, but uh, the breeze was coming from the tree's direction, and it was carrying all these little pieces of, like, deciduous leaf matter and stuff, things that things that don't normally belong 200 feet up uh-huh. <laughs> in a in a coniferous in a coniferous tree so it was obviously a nest of some sort i think i think this raven was destroying buddy's nest what and the then fuck? yesterday was it yesterday yeah it was yesterday um i was at work and the same thing happened in a different part of the neighborhood but uh <clears throat> so i think that's what the ravens are doing when they go and invade these crows' territory, they just, like, find their nest, destroy it. Um, you know, I mean, it makes sense from, like, a social fit or, a, you know, a fitness standpoint, a survival standpoint, yeah. like, knock out, knock out the competition, you know? Um, so, I don't know. That's, that's going to be a... It's going to be an interesting thing to watch develop, see if these ravens actually stick around in this neighborhood or if they just kind of, like, disappear again. I don't know. Well, you'll have to keep us updated. Yeah, I mean, I can sense the listeners' excitement just from the last five minutes that I've been going on about ravens, so I'm sure they'll be clamoring. They'll be clamoring. (laughs) People love your bird talk. Well, you know, I mean, it's edu- it's I call it infotainment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or what would the opposite of that be? Like edu. There's edu- edutainment. Edu. Oh, edutainment. Yeah. Edutainment, infotainment, edumation. Edumation. That's what I'm thinking. Ed- edumation, like information. Oh, 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 I see. I see. Yeah, uh-huh. edumation. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on with you, Sydney? Well, so many things. Um, I'm back to work full time, which yeah. um kind of sucks. <clears throat> uh <clears throat> I um I worked 50 hours last week um, because my boss wanted me to remodel the ladies' bathroom, um, which I did. What? Um, So I did that, and it's going to be really pretty and pink for when we reopen and start letting customers in on Monday, which seems really premature. Um, yeah, that seems very premature. Go Arizona. Well, yeah, the governor said, I apologize. I don't know what's going on with me. Um, the governor said we can, that the state would open back up on the 15th. And Uh then he said like a week later that salons and stuff can open, salons and retail can open on the 8th. 
and restaurants on the 11th. And so on the 11th was when we were going to have like an employee meeting to discuss new protocols such as, okay, instead of having ketchup bottles that we set on the tables, are we going to use ketchup packets and just put them out with orders? Like, are we going to have them look at the menu online on their phones? Are we going to have a giant printout of it made and hung on the wall? Like we were going to have a conversation, like a meeting about new policies and procedures in the age of coronavirus, but instead we're just going to open on that day, um, which just typical in the fashion of how things go at my work. There's never planning communication. It's just fly by the seat of your pants. So I think what's going to happen is because the way we've been running it, like a lemonade stand um, where people, we had a table set up at the front and back door and people could come up and order and then drink in our parking lot because they were allowed to sell to-go liquor, um, to-go cocktails as long as they're with food. And so we give them a five-cent pork rind with their cocktail and then it's legal. <laughs> and I'm not proud of any, just for the listeners, <clears throat> I'm not proud of anything I'm saying. I'm just, these are the rules at my work. So, and the police, the local police are not enforcing open container laws. So what it had been like at my work was just a big old parking lot um, party. People were bringing- party. Yeah, like- like people tailgating almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And what the cops had said was as long as everyone's six feet apart, you know, if people are spread out, no problem. And so I would try to tell people you each need to be in your own parking spaces. But people started taking liberties with it. Like they'd show up with those easy up awnings, like those camping awnings and chairs and people yeah. were bringing tables. And so yeah. um, someone reported us to not to the police, but to city council and so they sent the po- – so I know it was an older person. So then the police came, and what they said was, well, other bars, people drinking in the parking lot is okay because the bars don't own the property. So as w- they're not responsible for what happens outside of their front door. What? So like a bar in a strip mall, they can sell someone a cocktail to go, and if that person drinks that cocktail in the parking lot – the bar is not responsible because it's not their property, but because we yeah. own our land, we are responsible for what happens in our parking lot. So they said, no one can, no one can be in your parking lot. You need the drinks because we're not allowed to put straws in them. They have to be taped shut and they need to be off property before people open them. So then we strung up caution Jeez. tape. Our parking lot looks like a crime scene and um, so people can't drink in it, but there's an empty dirt lot behind us. So now everyone's just drinking in that dirt lot. <laughs> like literally nothing's changed. They're, like we're right alongside a canal. So people are drinking along the canal and in our back lot. And it looks like a motherfucking crab boil. Um, <laughs> so when restaurants reopen next week, um, it's at reduced capacity and so the state is allowing the to-go liquor sales to continue. So really what's going to happen is we're going to have a dirt lot full of people drinking, and they're going to be on a wait list to come inside. Um, it's so – it's just so ridiculous. Like, the thing is, like, the social isolating didn't really happen. So it's like we destroyed the economy for nothing. 
Um, because I mean, I think that there are the numbers of people drinking in parking lots. It's lower than what the number of people drinking in bars before was. So it is a reduced amount of people. But this whole time I've just kind of been like, what's, what is the point? Like, and none of my coworkers are wearing masks. None of our customers are wearing masks. It's just a big old fucking hillbilly hoedown. Um, so that's. Um, stupid and then um, and weird it's going to be weird to reopen Um, and then I think I maybe said on the show that we didn't get health insurance like I was pushing to have group health insurance at my work and right before the shutdown you know it was going to happen and now it's not um, because my boss claims the business can't afford it um, but he's talking about buying a Hummer and wrapping it with the bar logo. So like, don't tell me we can't afford things. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> so my boss was like, we we can't afford health insurance, blah, blah, blah. And, um, kind of lied and manipulated to get me to come back to work, like back on payroll because, Basically, he got the small business government loan, and um, you don't have to pay those loans back if you follow a certain set of protocol. Uh, One is like rehiring all your staff and paying them their normal wages. So he kind of lied to us about the amount of money we'd be making when we came back and was like, I'm going to pay you this amount per hour, 40 hours a week. Like, I know I can't give you insurance, but this will give you a head start on paying cash for your surgery, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, that's a lot of money. Let me come back on board, Um, which it ended up not being that much money or that many hours. Um, And so I'm actually, I'm making less money at work than I was on unemployment, but um, Uh at least I have a job. Uh, So my boss was like, I know we can't offer you health insurance but how about for like a friday saturday sunday we do a gift card drive and all the the total sales of those gift cards go directly towards you and like i'll eat the cost on like on the product and the taxes on it and you'll get that cash to pay for your surgery and which sounds like a very generous offer right um yeah however I need my surgery is going to be over thirty thousand dollars. How much right. in gift cards are we going to sell over a three day weekend? <laughs> maybe five grand. Hundred. Yeah, maybe. Like we raised twenty two thousand dollars for this cancer kid in December, but we had a four week long raffle drive. Um, so, in a three day weekend, maybe five grand, which isn't. It's enough to pay like my co-pays if I had insurance, but it's not enough to get the surgery done. And I, I actually reached out to listener Alex uh, from the South, the life in the South episode. Um, And cause I was like, I was like, what would you do in this situation? Like, I don't want to be the type of person to just say like no to things. Um, And she's like, well, I always say when you accept people's money, you accept their opinions. So is it worth it to you? Because I was like, he, my boss was like, we'll get you on the news. We'll promote the fuck out of this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but it's going to open up this whole can of worms where people 
and I've, I've heard that my coworkers say it behind my back that I don't, I'm not really sick. I just have bad periods, which is not what endometriosis is. Um, and I, so I'm, what I'm going to open it up for all of the customers, all of them to go, she's not really sick. She doesn't, she doesn't look sick. You know, um, why does she need this money? Why doesn't she have insurance? Why can't she get the surgery in Arizona? Like all the questions that it's, it's like a complex explanation. And then I, what am I going to do? I'm going to get this $5,000, which isn't enough to pay for surgery. And then people are going to go, she took all that money and never even had surgery. And so I was, I just told my boss, like I, after I talked to Alex, who is wise and mature beyond her years. I just told my boss, no, thank you. Like that, I don't, I, that's not what I need. I need health insurance. I'm a person. I'm a human being who needs health insurance. Um, and so, um, I, uh, I, uh, have been applying for jobs with insurance, which if you want to feel bad about yourself, uh, try to get a job during a pandemic, uh, cause you will experience <laughs> a lot of rejection, um, but I got a job interview, uh, and I got a job with benefits. Whoa. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Whoa. So, big news. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> starting sometime. Are, are you dropping, are you dropping this? Are you dropping this on, on this podcast right now? Yeah. I'm dropping big news. Um. Whoa. Big Drum news. Drum roll. Chips in a bowl. Um, I, as soon as, uh, my background check clears and, um, I sent the insurance information from this new employer to my, uh, insurance agent who was helping me before. So he can make sure that this insurance will cover my surgery. As long as all of those things work out, um, starting in, I believe two weeks, I will be a sales floor assistant at Walmart. Um, oh, snap yeah so that's the the pandemic and my life is like no longer funny um because uh i'm going to have to work four days a week there to hit my full time to get qualify for insurance in three months and then i'll have to work the other three days of the week at my current job so i have enough money to pay my bills because i can't pay my bills on Walmart money, um, but I can't get insurance with my money job. So I'm, I'm going to be working seven days a week for at least four months um, so I can get the insurance and get my surgery. And after that, I'll decide what I want to do. Um, ideally, I would have gotten hired by like Starbucks where you can get benefits for 20 hours a week. Um, yeah. But uh, I applied to 20 local Starbucks and no phone calls, which I've been hired by them before, so I know that I, I think I'm a quality candidate. They're just not hiring. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be working at Walmart and uh, that, and working seven days a week as a sick person. Um, so that's a thing. Uh, and and I've met with you know some of the people I've told have been like, oh no, not that anywhere but there have you tried this place or that place or that place like how about this what's your degree in and I'm like you don't know what the job market's like right now it's a disaster and it's going to be a disaster for the predictions are 18 more months or longer and like 
I, I need a very specific thing out of an employer, which is like a national PPO network health insurance. And so it has to be one of these big, big evil people who are like, oh, you're going to go work for, or even when I like talked about Starbucks, people are like, you're going to go work for Starbucks. And I'm like, here, I've worked for mom and pop businesses for 15 years. I've never had a sick day. I've never had health insurance through them. I've paid over $10,000 in personal medical bills during that time. I think I did the math once and it was like $17,000 on medical expenses. So it's like, I, I get ethically, you're like, oh, mom and pop, support local, work local. But like, what what have they done for me? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyways, I hope the blue vest really brings out the color in my eyes. Um, and I hope I am able to maintain my sanity through all of this. Because uh, like, it's just going to be a whole different, I like I, it's going to be a whole different world. I haven't worked retail in fucking 15 years um let alone that type of retail so we'll see but at least you know at least someone hired me yeah yeah well i mean uh congratulations Thanks. on the job thank you so yeah. much yeah. <laughs> um, oh god yeah. Yeah, but well, it, it will be it will be interesting. You'll probably still have a bunch of your old customers. You'll probably still get to see them. You, now you'll get to see them at two places. Well, the good um, news is I don't live by my work anymore because I work in Central uh, Phoenix and I live in right, right. Uh, Glendale. So um, oh well, must be nice. Must be nice. Gl- That's all I gotta say. Oh, Glendale isn't isn't nice. Um, but uh. <laughs> But yeah, so there I'll be in two different cities for these jobs. So that'll that'll help cuz I don't I honestly don't know if I could handle the embarrassment of seeing like customers or old friends or people I've slept with and I'm fucking working at Walmart. Like yeah. It was bad enough when I moved back from New York and I was waiting tables and I like waited on this guy who I'd like kind of dated but he wasn't into me. Um, and I'm waiting on him and he's on a date with like a smoking hot girl and he's like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm fine. He goes, didn't you move to New York or something? And I'm, I go, yeah. And he goes, didn't you work in fashion or something? And I go, yeah. And do you want uh, fries or coleslaw? Like it just like that <laughs> moment was degrading enough, let alone like seeing someone from my past and I'm, you know, stalking bras at walmart bras yeah you've been into bras lately yeah well i'm the foremost leading expert on bras i don't know if you knew that well i saw that on twitter that you were for um like an hour or so (laughs) (laughs) that you were answering questions about bras Oh, that was 15 minutes. Oh. That was only 15 minutes. Yeah, I answered two questions. Okay. Um, well, yeah, maybe that wasn't long enough of a window. Um, You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. But, you know, you, you, do with, you do what you can with, you know, the resources at your disposal. I only had 15 minutes. Oh, so. okay. Were you making a brown? <laughs> <laughs> You're on your brown break. Uh, 
Oh, I'm a brown break. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, because we were talking about our prank thing. So yeah. I just got all like obsessed about bras. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, of course. All it was pretty up. prop. People, p- people liked it though. Yeah, I liked I, the part. I put up a poll. I put up a. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Uh, what was your poll? Oh, it was, um, are you satisfied or are you happy with your current bra? And it's still going right now as as we record. Um, I think it, there's still two hours left on the poll, but it got like 23 votes or something. Oh, wow. Which is pretty good. What, what is the consensus? That, uh, oh, I haven't actually looked. I think no. Really? I think no. Yeah. Yeah. And then a, a couple of people were like... Um, well, I don't wear a bra. And what? I was like, okay, I'll put you down for a no. Oh, that'll skew the results. <laughs> well, I can't vote for them. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway. Oh, yeah. Pretty good, though. Um, What else? What else? What, oh. Uh, right. So your work situation, my work situation is like they're asking people to do a voluntary furlough. Oh, so, really? Um, yeah, like just this week that started happening. Um, non, like, I don't know how, non-clinical, I guess is what they call them, employees are like required to take um, at least 17 shifts of furlough. Unpaid? So basically take 17. No, well, if they have if they have the vacation time, they can pay themselves with their own vacation time. Uh-huh. Um, but if they don't, then yes, it would be unpaid. So, but that's like over the course of the summer, I want to, I think it's between now and August or something. They want people to have, you know, um, that's all non-clinical. For some reason, because I'm grouped in with engineering, that doesn't, <clears throat> that doesn't uh, account for me. Like I don't, I'm not required to take those days off, but I'm certainly going to <laughs> maybe even starting tomorrow yeah <laughs> i mean i have like six weeks of paid vacation saved up that i never get a chance to use so it's like yeah thank thank goodness finally i can like you know take a few days off without feeling guilty here and there yeah <laughs> Taking one for the team I'm, I'm gonna take a day off for the team boss for the greater good so, for the greater good so that's the you know that's how the um this whole thing has been hitting the healthcare industry pretty hard financially. Well, yeah, I think a and lot then, of people don't understand because they'll go, they go, like, COVID 19 is not a real thing. My friend who's a nurse has been out of work. They've been furloughed. They're bored, whatever. And, like, for anyone who doesn't know, what's happening is that hospitals, because they aren't doing quote unquote elective procedures, they are saving resources. For COVID patients, they have an enti- they have entire empty wings because no one's getting like I, people like me aren't getting surgery, no one's getting joint replacements, whatever. So hospitals are actually bleeding money because those are the things that they get money from. That's how they make their money is by having pre- like uh, procedures happen, and because they can't. Yep. They're in dire financial straits because, yeah, they have no income going in. They're basically 
all hands on deck in case we get COVID patients or all hands on deck because we do have COVID patients and there ain't shit else happening. So like medical workers who are not in emergency services are experiencing furloughs um, or like partial furloughs. I know a lot of people who their hours were cut from like 40 to 32 to like they just to 24. So that's why when people are like, this isn't real, hospitals are empty. It's like, well, yes and no. The ho hospitals are empty, but there's a reason for it. Yeah, and it's not like hospitals can close. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like during a pandemic of disease, like that's the last place you want closing. But you also don't want, like you said, you don't want to have, you don't want to encourage like crowds at the hospital. <laughs> so yeah, it has been a ghost town. Um, there haven't been any procedures being done. The census is really low, and that's another way they make their money, not just procedures, but, like, people in beds, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it's it's kind of like a, a booth at a restaurant. You want to get someone in there, get them their thing, get them out of there, and get someone else into that into that booth yeah. <laughs> real quick, right? So, yeah, I mean, we've we've totally been hemorrhaging money and... It's been kind of nice from my end because <laughs> there's fewer people around. <laughs> so for my day-to-day, -day, it's nicer. It's quieter, less traffic, less trash because there's fewer people around. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, as far as like a job security type thing, it's like it's a little bit scary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, there goes our gain-sharing bonus for, you know, two quarters not that that was going to amount to anything, but, you know, usually we get at least maybe 150 bucks per quarter, uh -huh, depending on it's gone now. operating margins. Yeah, and then that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so you're going to start using those weird, vacation days. Yeah. I'm going to start using those vacation days. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Just hang out, I guess, but that's cool. Yeah. I'll do that. Maybe I'll go on a bike. See, I haven't even been doing bike rides because I'm like, I can't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. That's the last thing I'd want is to, like, get injured and have to go to <laughs> the hospital or something. I don't know. Yeah. I've just been playing it super safe. Been playing it super safe lately. Haven't been riding my bike at all. Haven't been taking the bus even. I've just been walking everywhere. When I'm off work, I don't, I don't travel I don't know. Oh, really? It's kind of cool, actually. It's been kind of cool. You know, I'm limited to, like, whatever I can carry home from the grocery store. But I'm kind of used to that. I've been living that way for a while. But I don't know. It's a little different. Well, little maybe different. maybe you can use your time to update the Wikipedia page for the city of Tacoma. Um, because did you know that you... Uh, are not mentioned on the city of Tacoma's Wikipedia page. That's true. Um, I read that tweet. Um, that was uh, that's a reference for the listeners to a, a, an earlier announcement by Matt Farley that <clears throat> coming soon will be his uh, his new album of Washington State songs. So. Uh, is it the towns? It's towns and cities. Yeah, yeah. The um, name, the name of the artist. The name of the artist is the guy who sings songs about cities and towns. I think. Yeah. 
Is that right? Yes. The guy who sings songs <laughs> about cities and towns. And then the uh-huh. album is important songs about Washington state cities because. And I said, um, if Rob Love and or Crows aren't mentioned um, in the song about Tacoma, I'm going to cry. And then um, uh, then Matt Farley said, uh, well, get your tissues handy. <laughs> so, And to be honest, I'm okay with that because... Um, I live in this town, <laughs> and I don't want to draw a bunch of attention to myself by random JOs who, like, happen to download that song because they live here or something. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess Love. that might be oh, weird. Oh, let me look him. Let's look up Rob Love. He lives here. Let's let's go harass him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. But so, so Mitch uh, commented, I guess Rob isn't mentioned on their Wikipedia page. And um, I asked Mitch, does he just sing the stats from Wikipedia? And Mitch said, mostly. In fact, the order of songs on the recent Maryland album is from most populated city on down without one deviation. So. <laughs> yep. So I just. Yeah, was I like, tried to. I tried to uh, talk Matt into letting me kind of like. Um, help him out like oh yeah i can give you some noteworthy towns like towns with funny sounding names that would be make a cool song or whatever and he's like uh yeah i'm i (laughs) he's got his formula and he's sticking to it so it's like all right well there you go so the i imagine seattle spokane Mm -hmm. tacoma will be the first three songs yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i assume that makes sense because the more people in that city the more people likely to google the name of that city to find the song so it kind of it makes sense yeah it makes business sense it's smart Mm -hmm. however i mean and i know he'll probably hear this like imagine a song about dozy wallops or hump tulips or muckle teo you know, I mean, you can really rock out on a Muckle Teo song, but yeah. there's not a lot of people that live in Muckle Teo, you know? I Skookum f- Chuck. <laughs> I feel like those are <laughs> names of cities in like a children's fantasy novel. They all, all of the native uh, place names are like <laughs> bananas around. I mean, they are everywhere, but yeah, we've got some goofy ones. <laughs> yeah, goofy. Washington like, child... is home to a lot of weird ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what makes it so fun. I guess so. Um, anything else we need to pup date on? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think we're good to go. All right. Oh, you know what? I'll I just think we're good. I'll just say this. Um, because we're running um the bar like a lemonade stand, I've met a lot of really cute dogs there. Um Oh shoot, yeah. Big ones, little ones, shaggy ones. Um, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram story, if I'm not super busy, I post videos of the dogs. Um and I just ca- I caption them dogs. Um so yeah, so that's really exciting. And then um, I wanted to get my dog's nails trimmed because they haven't been trimmed since pre-COVID. And uh, I called PetSmart, and they they said they're not doing nail trims unless they wash the whole dog because they're they they want to sanitize it. 
And I was like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big difference between a $12 nail trim and like a $60 grooming. So no, thank you. Um, and then I called the vet and the vet said, oh, we aren't having our groomers come in until after the 15th when salons are allowed to reopen. And I was like, okay. Um, and then I called my old, uh, groomers when I used to live in Phoenix, um, and I'll shout them out wagon wash. They're a super queer friendly, uh, dog place where you can wash your own dog or get your dog washed. And they have these big fat Garfield cats that live there. It's a really cool place. And so I called them and I said, are you guys still doing nail trims? And they said, yeah, we are operating as normal. Uh, wear a mask if you uh, want to and come on down. And um, they were surprisingly, well, unsurprisingly, really busy because no one else is grooming dogs right now, apparently. Um, which I maybe it falls into a legal gray area where these other places were being uh, overly cautious, but it wasn't against the law. So I was able to get my dog's nails trimmed Thanks to Wagon Wash, um, and they're always super cool there. So I appreciate that because uh, my dogs – I get worried. They get – because if their nails get too long, they can snag on stuff. And Frank once had a nail get caught on something, and it ripped the nail half off. And we had to go to the emergency Ugh. vet and have his nail amputated on Christmas. Oh, boy. And it really sucked. And they were cute, and they wrapped his leg up in, like, a little candy cane-striped um, cast. And it was Aww. super cute. But also, it was a $120 Christmas visit to get my dog's nail amputated. And I we just, it would have been better if for Frank and for I if we hadn't had to go through that. So I try to keep the nails, you know, taken care of. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. Uh, my I haven't been petting dogs lately because of all the COVID stuff, because dogs are like furniture. And yeah, you, they can just be vectors of transmission mm -hmm. <laughs> essentially and my favorite neighbor dog blue her owner is in a high risk category she just had a stint in the uh hospital for heart thing so she she's kind of yeah i don't i don't want to be the guy that's responsible for passing on covid to my elderly neighbor by way of her dog so i haven't been petting blue but the other day, um, I came in for lunch or something, and she was outside, and uh, it was a little drizzly, and um, she came up to me, and she does this, like, whining thing where she's like, pity me, I'm, oh, I'm so forlorn, I need a, a treat, I, I need a treat, a treat. So she's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And I was like, oh, Blue, are you sad, puppy? What's wrong? And when you start, like, feeding into it, she ramps up the whining. She goes from, like, hmm, hmm, hmm to hmm, hmm, <laughs> Just, like, I'm whining as hard as I can. Give me and a so treat. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I, with the back of my knuckles, I gave her a little forehead rubs. Oh, she needed on her little, it on her little wet, yeah, on her little wet forehead because she was so sad. And then I gave her a biscuit. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's how nice I am. You are a nice guy. Yeah, I keep dog. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I keep dog treats around, even though I don't own a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you got peanuts for the crows dog treats for the dogs you got it all i got tampons i got tampons but no girlfriend what's up um is that true what do you just carry tampons around <laughs> yeah, like 
you know, like, um, you, I'm sure this has happened to you. You're like just walking down the sidewalk and someone will be like, Hey, do you have a smoke? And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry, I don't smoke. But that never happens to dudes. Like some like lady will be like, hey, do you have a tampon? And I'm like, yeah, sorry, no vagina. Yeah, I there was a tweet that went viral several years ago where someone was saying that it was like a dude being like, yeah, I carry tampons with me in case a lady needs it. Like, you know, it's like if they whisper, if I hear someone whispering, do you have a tampon? And someone says no. I'm like, I got you, girl blah blah and like people were like oh this is what the future should be like like all men should be like this and i'm like but like literally why would a man carry tampons (laughs) on the off chance that a woman is gonna need one because it's it's the same as like if you're not sexually active in those like teenage boys who just carry condoms in their wallet and then the condoms all fucking beat up and degraded because you're not supposed to keep (laughs) condoms in your wallet because it ruins the latex like it's a fucked up old condom. And like if a dude's just carrying around tampons, they're not getting used. They're going to be fucked up old tampons, just beat up like a dented <laughs> can of soup. Um, I was like that because it, it would be like being a non-smoker and carrying a pack of cigarettes around in case someone needs a cigarette. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Six you know? week old cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. It just does not make any sense to me. No, it doesn't, and that's why it was a joke, and I'm pretty sure that that old tweet that you referenced was probably not posted in all sincerity. I well. certainly, I'm just, I'm just I certainly hope not. <laughs> like, I'm all for men being, like, pro-period acceptance. Um, like, uh, oh, that fucking guy in Tiger King, Carol, Bask's, Carol Baskin's husband who died, Apparently, because I listened to the murders. Uh, spo- spoiler alert. Hello. Oh, I know. Spoiler. I, some, of, some of us haven't seen it. Well, Carol Baskin's husband's <laughs> dead. And um, oh, shit. If you listen to the Murder Squad episode, which is Detective Paul Holes, who b- broke the Golden State Killer case, it's his podcast. He talks about that case in depth. And apparently, Carol Baskin's husband didn't wouldn't he had to have sex every day that's what he said i have to have sex every day but he would not have sex with a woman on his period on her period which is why he needed multiple girlfriends that was his line of reasoning and so the minute i heard that this motherfucker is horny as fuck but won't fuck a woman while she's on the rag i was like fuck him who gives a fuck feed him to the tigers if he's so you know what i mean like what's the point of being like so horny for women like but you can't usually like a guy who's like super horny. He doesn't give a fuck about a period. You know what I mean? But this guy's like, I know what you mean. He's like, I love pussy, but not when it's doing something that it's supposed to do. And because that's <laughs> gross. And so I the minute I hear that someone doesn't eat pussy or um, or won't have period sex, I'm like, you're, you're no friend of mine. You know, you're you're just. Get out of here. Stop parading your heterosexuality around while also loudly exclaiming that you are turned off by vaginas. I mean, you know, isn't that why there's a butthole? Well, well. <laughs> no, that is, that's not why there's a butthole. 
But, um, you know, people like that, too. That's that is an option for those who are interested. Uh, well, that was a great, en- <laughs> great ending to this pup date. I'm, yeah. glad we, I'm glad we could take the take it up to a high level like that before signing off. I, I'm not done <laughs> podcasting until I see something I should be embarrassed to say. Sounds sounds like that. Yeah, right on brand. brand. (laughs) All right. Well, you know what, folks? Um, We've enjoyed talking to you, and uh, you're going to get more of us soon. So uh, you're welcome. Stay tuned. (laughs) Have a happy hump day, unless she's on her period. (laughs) Beat them to the tigers.